You're listening to the O-Bros. Podcast that gives you updates in the sports world. Ah, what a wild, wild week. I mean, you could say the least, right? <laughs> it's been crazy, crazy. We call this, uh, we're going to call this uh, the Wild Wild Podcast because there's so much going on. Uh, MLB and uh, NFL. Um, I was going to name this podcast the Broken Heart Podcast, but whatever whatever tickles your pickle my boy so uh <laughs> anything that will make you feel better uh i am up for it um so where do you want to start well what's up everybody it's good to be back good to talk to y'all thank you guys for tuning in yeah like jesse mentioned in the beginning it's been a wild week free agency trades i don't think there's been this many trades in the nfl in a while has it no, I think last year was was pretty intense too. But I think this year, uh, I think last year there was more rumors uh, than anything. This year it was just the rumors that from last year <laughs> happened this year. So I think that's the that's the that's what's going on right now. Like everything that was behind the scenes last year is finally, you know, kicking in this year. So it's it's wild. Yeah, let's start off with the most fresh, I think, man. Uh, today, big trade in the NFL. Colts in need of a quarterback. They trade for Matt Ryan. Uh, what did you? What's your first reaction with the trade? Do you think this helps out the Colts? Um, where do the Colts go from here? You think this is a move that they wanted this offseason? Or is it just kind of like Matt Ryan is with Leth and Baker and we'll go with Matt Ryan? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this is just another stopgap for them, you know? Um, it's kind of like they really didn't want him. I feel like he was probably the best out of the three that were available be- between him, Baker, and Jimmy. And obviously the, the most healthy because uh, Baker and Jimmy are having, uh, you know, uh, surgeries this offseason or had them already. So I feel like this was like their best shot to like you know bring them in, new offense, training camp, all that, and and you know vibe with the offense. But I just feel like it's gonna be another stopgap. If you think about it, I think Matt Ryan probably has like about I want to say a good two to three years left. After that, I think he's done. You look at the way he moves. You look at some of his throws. And it, he just feels like the age is really getting up to him. Injuries, you know, they're also in Atlanta. They didn't protect them. So, you know, a lot of those hits uh, kind of don't – you don't recover as fast as you get older, obviously. So, I feel like with him, um, the, those those hits that he's been taking the last couple of years have really taken a toll on him, toll on his body. And I just feel like – yeah, he's the better of the three, but I don't think that fixes your your QB situation, you know, in the long run. Uh, it's still a better move than any of the other ones they could have made, but I don't think I don't think this uh, secures their future. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, they only give up a third, so I think that was that was cool. But like you said, it's it's like a stopgap, and then you look how stacked the AFC is. I don't know if the Colts are a playoff team with this move, you know? I know they're trying to move in that direction, um, but the way the NFC is just stacked up with all the moves, all the quarterbacks going there, 
Dude, this it's not a guarantee no more to make it into the playoffs. I mean, it's not even a guarantee if they'll win their division with the Tennessee Titans there. So that that's true. That's true. I was about to say that. I just feel like it's between them and the Titans. Um, if you really compare Matt Ryan and and uh, Ryan Tannehill, they're about the same player. Just that Matt, uh, Ryan Tannehill's a, a lot younger, but they do have a shot at their division. Um. But it's going to be really tough in the AFC getting a wild card, for sure. Yeah, it's really tough, man. And then, But I think um, I think what the Colts need to do now maybe to maybe get to there or to be one of those teams to make it the final spots or win the division is they need to get some playmakers. Uh, they pretty much just got Pittman, man. I don't know what's up with T.Y. He said something about if they call him back, he'll come back. But you can't depend on him. You need more playmakers. Uh, for the most part, they've been quiet in free agency, and they got a pretty big cap. Like, they got a lot of cap space. And maybe they're just waiting for the right year or something, but, you know, a lot of people want to go play in Indianapolis. Um, it would just be nice, you know, with this move with Matt Ryan. Though obviously, the old line's great. They got a great running back, uh, solid defense. Um, if they could just get a true number one and then have Pittman as a number two, Dude, this team could really take off, or maybe a um, uh, really athletic tight end or something, man. Playmakers on this team. Uh, there's been rumors maybe Julio might go there, team up. I don't know if it was a joke or whatnot, but they need to get some playmakers out there if this Colts is gonna they're gonna uh, compete this year for a playoff spot. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't think Julio solves the answer though. I think uh, Julio is just another. I mean, he's an awesome player when he's healthy, but are you really going to count on him to play 17 games this season? Not only that, um, you saw you saw what what he did last year with the Titans. It was kind of it kind of felt like he uh, he was in and out of the lineup. He never got rhythm in the playoff game. I mean, he was there, but you could tell him and Tannehill never had any rhythm. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I could see them, uh, you know, I could see uh, this move helping out is because. Ryan Tannehill, and, I mean, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones played together in Atlanta. So if he does miss time, at least they have that connection going back to the days in Atlanta where I feel like that could help him out. Uh, but I do feel like if you do get a guy like Julio Jones, you might want to add some insurance. I know you got Pittman. You might want to add another receiver, maybe a speedster to help you blow off the top of the defense because I don't feel like Julio has that top-end speed he once used to have. So – or, like you said, get an athletic tight end. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see um, what the what the Colts do going forward. But it, it, this just kind of feels like two, three years. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll kick the can down the road and we'll worry about uh, uh, this later. And I think his contract is only like a two-year contract. So it's like this year and next year, and I think that's it. So, who knows? I mean, let's say he does bad again. What do the Colts do? Do you Let's say he does really bad again, like Wentz bad. What do you do? You cut cut him again, and then you start all over next year? Like, I just feel like the Colts had an opportunity or many opportunities to invest in a quarterback through the draft, but it didn't happen. Yeah, and it doesn't help with the Colts that they don't have a first round pick this year because <laughs> of the Wentz trade. So that's not in their favor. And in, um, in a draft class with a stacked receiver, they're going to 
right receiver class are going to have to depend on the second round and uh, to see if they get a playmakers or maybe surprise us in free agency and get some. But, yeah, man, overall, it's an okay move for the Colts. I mean, it's better than what they had. Uh, obviously, no QB uh, right now before Matt Ryan. And now that you get Matt Ryan, like a proven guy, MVP. Um, and we can see what he could do. But uh, I just don't think it was the answer the Colts we're looking for when they plan this, maybe going into the off season. I don't think this was on top of their list, but that's where we are now. And then <laughs> another team, man, that wasn't on top of the list, but it just somehow came about that Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. That was crazy. I mean, you look, you go into the off season and um, you look at what Baker did last year is, you know, playing hurt all year. And then you go into the off season, you had the Cleveland Browns saying, Oh, yeah, Baker's our guy. I think they're picking up his fifth-year option. He's going into his fifth year, I believe. Um, was it his fifth year or his fourth year? Who? Baker. Oh, this he, is his fifth year. His fifth year? Okay, so they picked up his fifth-year option. Uh, they said Baker's our guy going into it, and then you come into this, man, and then all the drama unfolds. Uh, Baker's mad or upset that they were going after a QB. Deshaun already rules out Cleveland, and then by the surprise on Fridays that Deshaun chooses Cleveland, um, ah. inking up a five-year, two thirty million, all guaranteed. Ah, and we don't even know how many games Deshaun is going to play this uh, season. season. Yeah, uh, interesting, right there, dude. I that thing uh, it caught me by surprise. Like I was like, okay, I think I, I had a feeling he was going to go to Atlanta. I was like, he's going to go to Atlanta. He's from there. He's from Georgia. I was like, man, it, it just makes sense, you know, going back home. Um, probably has family down there, whatnot. I thought that made the most sense. And then he just pulls the trigger, and it kind of, you know, what this kind of felt like for the Falcons. This felt like the Super Bowl twenty-eight to three lead, whatever that, that they had against the Patriots. Like that's how it felt. Like it was like they were in the driver's seat, driver's seat. First it was the Saints, you know. They're they're projected to get them, blah blah. Then then all of a sudden Atlanta comes out of nowhere. They're in the driver's seat, driver's seat, driver's seat. And then all of a sudden Cleveland is the Patriots, and they just come in, swoop them away. And it is just interesting how fast things changed on Friday. Um, for, as for Deshaun, I mean, hey, go get your money, bro. Uh, I ain't I ain't hating on that. I mean, anybody that goes out there and gets their money. Hey, kudos to you. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hating on that. So, the fact that the Browns upped up the offer and and they offered the most guaranteed money and and gave him the most money and he took it. Hey, and if that would that's what sealed the deal, go ahead. You know, take it. Uh, as far as what he's what's going on with his legal stuff, like I got I don't know what's going on right there. So I don't know. I can't have an opinion. Like they say, you know, um, until proven guilty, he's innocent. So, I mean, he, uh, we'll see what happens with all his cases and civil suits that he has going on. But uh, Cleveland, I mean, they got a they as a player, they got a, they got a dog, bro. Like he is legit, and he he's an awesome quarterback. He the only thing that it's kind of. I'm kind of like iffy about it, is that he's heading into the loaded AFC. Um, but other than that, man, I think this team, the Cleveland Browns had a good team to begin with. And now you added Deshaun and Amari Cooper. Who knows who else they'll add during the free agency period. Um, 
and you're ready. You're ready to compete in that division with the Ravens and uh, the Bengals. I mean, I mean, this team, this team could literally win the division next year, in my opinion. Uh, as for Baker, uh, all I gotta say is, hey, bro, like, it didn't work out in Cleveland. Uh, keep your head up, and wherever it is that you go next season, uh, don't take that whole pouting thing with you. Leave that behind you. Move on uh, and go forward. Uh, you know, you got to just let it go. Cleveland decided to go a different direction. You can't blame them. It's a business. The NFL is a business. It's like any other business. You know what I mean? You're going to make the best decision for your business, not for uh, somebody else's feelings. And it sucks sometimes, but that's just the way the nature of the business and how it goes. Yeah, man. My advice to Baker is just be you, Baker. Fuck the haters, you know? <laughs> nah, man, but I'm honestly interested uh, to see where Baker goes. I mean, this is a huge for the Cleveland Browns. Obviously, like we said, player-wise, Deshaun Watson is an amazing talent, and you put him up with Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, uh, Joku is probably the star tight end there, and you paired up with that defense and that O-line. That's what Deshaun was missing in Houston. He didn't have an O-line. He, he was getting rocked every single game in Houston. Now he has a really good old line. You know, the whole team was banged up last year, including Baker. But um, if this team stays healthy, um, this team is really, really dangerous in the AFC. And it's a team to watch out for. We'll, we'll find out what happens with his, uh, how many games he's out and how many games he plays. But if not this year, if everything works out. And maybe next year they could um, compete. And they got Jacoby Brissett, man. I think, uh, think he could hold it down for a bit yeah, if Deshaun's missing six games or whatever it may be but yeah I'm really excited to see where Baker goes man because the QB market is pretty much locked up every team has a QB the Falcons signed uh, Marcus Mariota so that was a destination that he could have gone I mean it seems like Seattle's rolling with Drew Locke maybe the Carolina Panthers uh, I don't know like like this is what I thought about today. Caught me crazy. But they already announced, or they said this before they got the shot, right? They said they were not going to trade Baker. Oh, that's true. I didn't right? think about that. They said they will not trade <laughs> Baker. And you know what made me curious was on Saturday, they traded their other backup, Case Keenum. So in my head, I'm like, is, is the, are the Browns going to go into the season with Baker? But they got Jacoby Brissett. You think that makes a difference? Oh, no? they did pick him up? Yeah, they picked him up. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, who's going to trade for Baker then? I think Seattle makes uh, sense right now. I feel like Seattle is the... But they need draft picks. Yeah, but, like, how... Baker's like Jimmy G. They're not worth anything right now. What the we, the, the, like the fact four? that the only thing that I think a Baker, why Baker has a little bit more value is his contract is a little bit less. And he's younger. That's the only value you got. But if you're if you're Seattle, I mean, you might as well pull the trigger, dude. Like, just pull the trigger and uh, see what happens. If you're Carolina, I wouldn't do it because I feel like um, you you already did that last year with uh, Sam Darnold. Didn't work out, and it's just becoming a mess. So I think if you're Carolina, I think they have like the sixth pick in the draft. I try to get the Willis kid the quarterback that's coming out of the draft or the other guy pick it 
and just hey, make a move and, and try to get your QB uh, through the draft. You already you already tried the whole uh, trading route; it didn't work out for you. So I think the only team left is Seattle, and it, Seattle's pretty much looking at like Baker or Jimmy, Baker or Jimmy, because Drew Locke. I mean, let's be real; <laughs> he's not gonna be the answer there. He's had so many opportunities in Denver, and I think they've had a better team in Denver than what Seattle has and it never worked out. So let's say they go with Baker, what happens with Jimmy? Or they say they go with Jimmy, what happens with Baker? They just stay on the team that they're already on at? I'm guessing. I'm guessing they do that. I mean I think I think for both players they're gonna hang on to them till about maybe the start of OTAs. OTAs or mini camp. They'll hang on to them. And they're just gonna see what happens because uh, we all know it's the NFL, bro. Somebody always gets hurt in OTA's training camp all the time. So if you're Cleveland, might as well hold on to him right now. Ain't no suitors. Nobody really wants him besides maybe Seattle, unless they blow you away with an offer that you can't refuse. Now, I'm not too sure about the but the, can they release Baker or no? I think No, you know what? I, I, think, uh, I don't think they could release Baker because I think once you commit to the fifth-year option, you you have to pay the you have to pay that money. So I, I think that pretty much uh it wouldn't benefit them by them releasing uh Baker. Uh it'd benefit the Niners if they release Jimmy because I feel like I think I think on this contract is if they release Jimmy, you're off the hook for fifteen or, or like seventeen million or something like that. And then I guess the difference of the contract, which is like another seven or eight million uh, it's on hold till Jimmy signs with another team. So if Jimmy, let's say, gets released, then he signs with, let's say, I don't know, Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh says it will give you a $10 million contract. Then I guess the other $7 million that we owe him gets voided, and they have to pay for that. Okay. So that's what uh, my understanding from Jimmy's contract. As far as Baker, I think uh, the only way it makes sense for the Browns is to train him. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, if he were to get a release, I don't think they'll trade him in division, but I always thought Steelers would be a good fit for Baker, maybe fix up the line a bit, but they got some pretty good receivers out there, some playmakers. I thought that would be a good fit for him if they didn't work out with Cleveland. And But uh, we'll see what happens with Baker. Um, more big news, man. I mean, we'll start with the little stuff first. Um, O.J. Howard signs with the Bills. That's another playmaker for them. O.J. Howard was a big prospect coming out. Uh, that's a big playmaker for Josh Allen, and do they, I think they still have Knox too, right? Yeah, yeah. dude, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good uh, tight end battle up in there. Um, though, dude, the one that shocked the hell out of me, and I want to know your opinion on this, but the Von Miller. Yeah, that was a shocker, dude. Like, I, I just didn't think that. Um, yeah, I, I felt like he would go back to the Rams, but. I mean, I guess, I think this contract, the way they explained it, I know it says six year, 120, but it's not really worth that. I guess uh, all the guarantees and stuff, I think it's only like a three year, uh, three year, 60 million, I guess, or he that's what he gets or something like that. The The other three years are avoidable years. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's a huge pickup for the bills, a huge blow for the Rams. Um, but who knows? The Rams will probably just uh, trade another uh, twenty, thirty-seven draft pick and get another pass rusher. That's what they do. 
So um, we'll see what happens there. But the, yeah, shocker, dude. I didn't think he would go to the Bills. I thought he would go to Dallas. I thought I even thought he'd go back to Denver at some point. I was like, man, he might go back to Denver. Now that because uh, he was teasing the fact that uh, Russell w- Wilson went down there, he was, you know, kicking the kicking the idea on Twitter that he might go team up with uh, Russell down there in Denver. Plus, like, he really loved it in Denver, so I could see him going back there. So I thought I, the whole time I thought it was Dallas or Denver and the Rams. And then uh, Bills uh, became the surprise team, and they made it happen. That's a good move for the Bills, man. Obviously, like how you say uh, the contract is not what it is exactly. So, yeah, man, I, when you see six years and 120, you're like, what the hell? For, uh, you know, an older player like Vaughn Miller, obviously not the player that he once was, obviously still a playmaker. But, yeah, when you see those numbers, you're thinking like, what the hell? But um, if he could uh, provide for Buffalo these next three years, that, that's huge for them, man. That's something they've been needing. So, good yeah. Pass rush. And, you know, I, I was hearing um, their GM today um, on the Pat McAfee show. He was saying that um, they missed a closer. Like, they needed a closer. That that game against the, the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, I mean, their offense was just – their offense made plays and they scored touchdowns when they needed to, had drives that – you know, they needed to make, and it was just a defense that didn't have that closer, you know, to get that, that sack that, that will seal the game. And, and, uh, you know, he felt like Von Miller could be that guy, just like Von Miller was like that for the Rams. He feel like he felt like, you know, he could do the same thing in with the bills. So it's a good move for them. I think it was, a uh, a creative sneaky, uh, move to kind of put you, Put you over the top, I think, uh, you know, uh, in the AFC. Because I, I, as as things stand right now, uh, I, I got them as my favorite for the AFC. Just just the way everything's gone down so far. I mean, we still got the draft, and there's still a lot to go, and there could be a lot of injuries. But just the way they, the Bills have, uh, you know, uh, went after this uh, free agency, I feel like uh, they're the top dogs in the AFC right now. Yeah, man. We'll see, the, we'll see how... Free agent closes out, but they're definitely a top dog. Bills were top dog last year, and it just seems like they improved more in free agency, man. And um, but yeah, the AFC is gonna be <laughs> one hell of a ride. Um, Chandler Jones to the Raiders. I thought that was a good move for them. I think the, the what the Raiders are doing right now is incredible. <sighs> you add that pass rush, dude. Chandler Jones paired up with Max Crosby. Three years, fifty-one mil for Chandler Jones. What do you yeah, think about that? Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like that uh, that adds to their defense. You put another guy next to Max Crosby, man. You got two guys getting to the QB. Um, let's see what they do in their secondary. Their secondary really struggled last year. Uh, they might they might get some guys down there, and um, who knows? They're probably still in on uh, Stephon Gilmore. Maybe they might scoop him up. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really, really feel like um, the Raiders have done a good job um, defensively and um, offensively. They made some moves to kind of put them over the top, uh, at least get them in contention in that division because it just kind of felt like everybody was making moves but them. And literally the uh, last week past, you know, towards the end of the week, they started making these moves and uh, kind of... Uh, Got him in the mix in the AFC West. 
this is gonna sound crazy to you probably, but I think the Chiefs are the worst <laughs> team in the division this year, man. Just on paper, the way that these teams stacked up. Um wow. To you, your opinion, who's the top team right now on paper, according to free agency? We had no draft, obviously, but... In the AFC West? Yeah, the way you're looking at the teams right now, who's the top? Just the AFC West. Yeah. Chargers. Mm. I think the Chargers, the way they stacked up their defense, the way they already had that offense, now you complement them with a good defense, and now it seems like if their coach could kind of get it together and not go for it on every fucking play... I think they'll be all right. Uh, You know, I feel like that's what held them back a lot last year. They could have won a lot of games if they fucking just kicked three points. But they felt like three points was worth nothing in the NFL. Um, So we'll see what happens. But on paper, right now, I got the Chargers. Just what they've done in the offseason. I'm not saying they're going to win it because, obviously, you got to go out there and execute. It's not just about signing uh, players in free agency. I remember years ago, I think it was uh it was the Philadelphia Eagles. They signed like everybody. They signed like Namdi Asamoa, top corner, they Mike Vick. They had all these guys, you know, and uh they ended up like not making the playoffs or something. They were like one of the worst teams. So just because you sign everybody in free agency doesn't mean you're gonna win. But I feel like what the Chargers have done, they already had a young nucleus, you know, with their offense. Now you add all these dynamic players on defense, which is what they really needed. If they find a way to gel, I feel like they'll they'll be the top top team in the AFC West. Yeah, man, so stacked. But in my opinion, I, I really love what the Raiders are doing. I think what they did. I mean, dude, they were a sneaky team last year, and now you add McDaniel's. Like they're saying, they were talking about this. They're like, dude. This was never like anything they were will do out there in New England. He's out here getting playmakers. Um, it's just incredible what they're doing out there in Las Vegas, man. I think, I think, uh, I think people are kind of overlooking them in a way, just because obviously there's Mahomes, the Chiefs, the Chargers, what they've done, obviously, and Russell Wilson, Denver. But damn, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, watch out for that Raider team. It's gonna be a scary one, man. Yeah, no, it's just. No, it's just the whole division is gonna be, it's gonna be nuts. Uh, I mean, you look at Denver, man. I mean, you adding Russell Wilson, it's no joke. So no, I dealt not. with, I've dealt with that guy for like years in our division, and we losses after losses. I mean, that guy, he's like the boogeyman, bro. He just doesn't go away. He doesn't go away. So, Denver, KC, LA Chargers, uh, Raiders. That division is gonna be a freaking nuts dude i'm excited to watch every fucking game in the division i've never been excited to watch another division you know usually i'm excited to watch our division because i feel like our division is one of the toughest divisions in football too but i just feel like the afc west took it from us and then like now now they're the top top division in all of uh the nfl so it's going to be interesting to watch I'm, i'm excited to see what what divisional matchups they put on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Thursday Night Football. It's going to be lit. So, AFC West, man. You know, if you're a fan of any of these teams, be ready. Get ready. <laughs> um, Chris Godwin got an extension with the Bucks after they put the tag on him. He got a three-year 60 mil, 40 mil guaranteed. Not surprised. Yeah, so that's a good move. I mean, the Bucks keep on signing players, man. I think they signed Logan Ryan to 
he got cut by the Giants. Giants and they just he got picked up right away. Um one of the most interesting things that happened was Darius Smith. He had already a contract with um the Baltimore Ravens last year, last week and I guess he saw what these pass rushers are getting like uh Randy Gregory and Chandler Jones that he backed out cuz even when I saw the contract I thought it was too low for him. What was it? 4 year, 36 mil. Yeah. Um like nine this season. Yeah, he backed out, I guess, because of the money, and now he's in Minnesota. I think he's close to signing, so we'll see what happens there. But it was really weird to see him back out from that. But isn't Minnesota like trying to get rid of a hunter? Yeah. That's so I, weird. I don't know what they're doing. It's so weird. That organization. Well, is Minnesota's so doing. They remind me of the Colorado Rockies with the, with the Rockies are doing in baseball. I don't I, know what don't the hell they're doing. I don't understand what they're doing. But anyways. And Zadarius, like, why would you go to Minnesota? I feel like there's Baltimore would have been going back to Baltimore would have been amazing, you know. Uh, going to Minnesota, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like he could go somewhere else. Uh, maybe, you know, I always look at it like chasing a ring. Maybe he doesn't care for the ring. Maybe a lot of the players probably don't care. They just want their money to get paid, and who cares? And hey, kudos to them. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see I, th- that that move wouldn't make sense, especially if they trade uh, Hunter, because Hunter's a much younger player than uh, Zadarius. With the, you know, Zadarius scares me. Zadarius, uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, D Ford. You know, he's got talent and stuff, but you know, trying to c- keep him healthy is. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he really had no injuries out there in Green Bay besides that back injury. We don't even know what how he got it. Back injuries are crazy. That's what happened yeah. with D Ford. Yeah. So, I mean, I get, I can see why uh, teams are being cautious, you know. Um, but he is when he's on his game. He's how old is he? I don't know. I really don't know. But this is his his first contract was with us. So this is his second contract. So he can't be maybe thirties, early thirties, yeah, twenty nine. I think. I think twenty nine, thirty. Okay. I think I saw it. Anyways. Yeah, I, I feel like Zadarius, uh, he scares me, man. Uh, he kind of reminds me of D Ford. You know, they got the talent to get to the quarterback. But then this back issue coming out of nowhere, like it's uh, a little bit interesting. It's interesting, to, you know, uh, we'll see if he stays healthy. Um, but, hey, Minnesota gets some. You know, kudos to them. See what happens. But, anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, Dallas and Casey also in the mix for Zadarius. Oh Dallas and Casey. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see, I could see Dallas. Yeah, I could see Dallas. Casey, I feel like they restructured Frank Clark, and uh, they still got uh, what's his name, uh, Chris Jones, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't see why, I don't see that working out. Uh, I do, I do see it working out with Dallas. I feel like they need a pass rusher filling that uh, Randy Gr- Gregory spot. But um, anything else you want to talk about? I feel like you got something to say. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, Is there something you want to ask me? Um, Go yeah, ahead, ask yeah, me Ask yeah. me Okay What were you doing last Thursday about 6 <laughs> 6 p.m. How was at work? Pacific time How was at work? Yeah Yeah uh, On a ladder So just imagine that Oh, you were on the ladder? Yeah When you got the text? Or the alert? The alert Hmm. From the famous James Tracy. Oh, shit. It's funny. He tells me, oh, shit, Devontae just got traded. I'm just like, 
I'm like, shut up. And he's like, bro, I'm serious. And the tone of his voice, I was like, what? Like my phone. I <laughs> could not believe what I was just reading. It's just nothing I expected, honestly. Um, nothing. Yeah, man. It was it was just a surprise the way it all happened. Then you get the details and you kind of understand why he would want to leave. Um, just his reasoning behind, behind it. And... Yeah, man, it's cool. It's cool. I'm happy for Devontae. I wish I wish he would have stayed, honestly. Um, now you don't know what direction the Packers are going, but shout out to Tay. He got paid. Gets to play with Derek Carr and with his favorite team growing up, the Raiders. So it's like a dream come true for him. So this is what I tell you. Like, a lot of fans were freaking out and whatnot. And, yeah, I get it. You never want a player like that at leave. And you be like, oh, he's so selfish, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, you can't, you can't say that. Um, I can't imagine being an athlete of his caliber and, you know, growing up with your best friend in college or whatever, how that happened. And then you had the opportunity to go play with him. And that's one of your long, long time dreams. And you make that happen, dude. Like, I can't imagine how they feel right now. You know? No. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't blame him for, um, you know, for taking off and, and, and pushing the trade to, to Vegas. I mean, like you said, Derek Carr's is a. I think there was an interview on the NFL Network where, like I said, was it David Carr's, his brother, Derek Carr's brother? He was saying that Devontae's like family to them. Like it's 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 family. Like they they're not they don't even they look at him like another brother. So for him to go play with his brother down there, and um, and then in Vegas it's just a, it's an electric football city right now. Like. You know they got a lot of new teams down there, like the the hockey team, the Knights. They're like they're like an exciting team. They came up out of nowhere over there, and then now that you know the, the Raiders, and who knows if baseball will add a, a team down there. We'll see what happens with that. But Vegas is, I guess, it's a place to be if if, if you're a you know if you're um, a fan, even a player. You know you want to go you know to a big city, and like you said, hey, we Raiders was the team. He grew up watching um, when he was in Fresno, right? Uh, so, hey, uh, kudos to Devontae. Go get your money, bro. You're 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 worth you're worth that. Uh, you know you deserve you deserve that. Um, as far as for Green Bay, uh, I just feel like this is just a situation where it's just like it had ran its course already. I I feel like the Rodgers the Devonte, this this whole this whole thing ran its course, and uh, he was with you guys for eight years, right? Eight years. I feel like it is what it is. They they they. How can I tell you? They tried to win a championship. They didn't do it, but they had a lot of great memories together uh, in Green Bay with Rodgers and all these you know, awesome teams that they had together, but Hey, it is what it is. It, um, it, it ran its course. And, and I think it was, it's a fresh start for everyone. It's a fresh start for Rogers. It's a fresh start for the Packers. Uh, hopefully the Packers can invest and bring in some younger weapons and you're never going to replace Devante, but you sure needs, you know, some weapons. So maybe, maybe green Bay goes a different route. Maybe green Bay, Builds through the draft, get some weapons through the draft, add some veterans like uh, Jarvis Landry, somebody like that. 
And uh, you build that way and uh, probably be a more uh, complete team. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Packers. Obviously, it's not the the whole news was shocking. It shocked all Packer fans across the world. <laughs> Dude, it Can't shocked imagine. me, bro. It shocked me. I looked at my phone and I thought, okay, well, maybe uh, maybe this is like the Jimmy G trade, you know? Because you know you you got this. I don't know if you get the sleeper bot. Uh, you know how the sleeper bot? So it has like this this uh, this tone on your phone. It goes Drung! So usually you know when it's a big trade. So I heard it and I was like, oh man, like I was driving and I had, I had, I had my phone with the Bluetooth on the truck and it was just bring, I was like, oh my God, like hopefully this is the Jimmy trade. No, dude, it's Devontae Adams. And, uh, yeah, it was just so, it caught me off guard. I was like, Devontae Adams, you know, I didn't think he was going to get traded, but then like you said, like you put all these things together, it just made, made sense at the end. Uh, I guess it made sense for both sides, you know. Packers weren't going to be able to pay him. And if they did pay him, you were going to lose key players in every position everywhere. And who knows if that was going to make your team better. And Rodgers apparently knew about it, and he was okay with it. And and I think I think last year's um, the last stand pick, or what was it, the last? Yeah. Last dance? Mm-hmm. The last dance picture that they had. It was for Devontae. It was for Devontae. And I think Rodgers knew that. Rodgers did, probably didn't know if he was going to come back. But I think he knew that Devontae is last year for sure. And I think I think what a lot of people don't realize or are not realizing, I think Devontae was really hurt that he didn't get paid last year. I mean, he was not someone to cause drama, but he literally said, like, you know, I want to get paid, blah, blah, blah. Packers said, uh, yeah, we're working on it. Um, and then he said, he clearly said when the season started, like, and during the season, we're not going to talk about contracts. And um, I think, I think he, I think Rodgers and Devontae both knew. I think they, you know, they're close. They talked about it. I'm pretty sure the whole plan was to come back, uh, try to get that ring. And then Devontae was going to be like, you know what, bro? Uh, pretty much I'm, I'm leaving, you know? And now, now we probably know why Rodgers was so hesitant. Uh, maybe he didn't want to play without Devontae. Maybe he said, fuck it, Devontae's leaving. Who knows if I want to play anymore, you know? But, yeah, now you fast forward to now. Now you kind of see what that whole last dance thing was about. Um, if, you're the, if you're the Packers, you got to learn from that, and you got to extend Jair now. Like, you, you cannot – you can't um, – because there's a lot that can happen in a year, dude. Maybe Devontae said, you know what, dude, we ran this core so many times. We didn't win. I want to take my family out to Vegas now. Play with Derek Carr and Dude, you see the house he built. Yeah, or he bought it. So I'm saying, like, if you would extend it him last year, I mean, he probably stays, finishes out his contract, and maybe at the end of his career he goes with the Vegas. But yeah, you you lose him and it sucks, dude. It sucks uh, the Packers, and we're gonna see what they do in the draft, free agency, whatnot. But yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's I, a think, I, I think I think um, it's not, it's not the it's not the end of the world. Relax. It's the end of my world, okay? No, it's not. It's not the end of the world. There'll be another Devontae soon. There will never be another Devontae. Got my Devontae jersey on today. Devontae hat. Oh, my God. There'll be a Deontay. <laughs> the Deontay Madams. Yeah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, that's the story out there in uh, Cheeseland. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Uh, on any other moves we got to talk about? 
well, with Devontae leaving, we were able to sign Razul back. So that was huge. Uh, three-year, 21 mil. Like I said, like I said in the last podcast, dude, having Stokes, Razul, and Jair healthy, man. We never, we didn't get to see it last year because Jair wasn't healthy. Razul wasn't on the team. You see those three corners together, dude. It's give me fireworks. I think. Are you talking about Rajagul? <laughs> don't make don't make fun of Razul like that, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man, get him back. That that's huge. Uh, we saw Tanyan; he came back. That was cheap deal. And um, I I feel like you guys need need another playmaker. Whether I would say Julio Jones, but no, I, I feel like you get a guy like Julio. It's a, it's a it'll be a downgrade because Julio can't stay healthy. I think you guys need to draft the. There's a lot of receivers in this draft. Apparently, I, I haven't kept up with the draft as usual because obviously my team don't have a first round pick. So usually, I'm locked in looking at all the first round mock drafts, and this year I'm not really. But um, yeah, it's uh, we'll see what happens. But I feel like you guys need another a veteran, maybe a Jarvis, and then you get a you get a guy like uh, you know, a guy in the draft, young guy. You know, there's a there's a lot of there's a was Chris Olave from uh, Ohio State. It's apparently, is one of the uh, big uh, wide receiver coming out. Uh, we'll see what happens, but interesting. interesting. Yeah, as far as the Packers, uh, I mean, I, I would be down with Julio if you get him on a cheap contract, I guess. Uh, Jarvis, not really. I think free agents, dude. I would honestly just want Julio or uh, bring MBS back because he has the chemistry with Rodgers, and but it all depends what he's asking for. Um, but that should be closing out soon because I think a lot of suitors uh, for MVS, and um, we'll see. We'll see what happens exactly. I'm excited. It's a new era for the Packers. Um, but I did want to say talk about my top five Devonte Adam games. Um, this is not necessarily by stats, but personal ones to me. Um, this is in no order whatsoever, but. Um, the Dallas Divisional in 2014 where Devontae went off, that was huge, man. He had seven catches, 117 yards, one TD. He had a breakout game that year against New England Patriots, and I think that's where a lot of people saw his potential. But it wasn't to that Dallas in the playoffs, dude, where he just broke off. Jordy was getting pretty much shut down the whole game, and we needed someone to step up, and him and Cobb step up, and huge, and, you know, he had that big game, and that's where we saw the flashes of Devontae being a star. Um, and then in 2017, he had got concussed, but I don't know if you remember the hit by Danny Trevathan, like dirty hit that hit him in the Chicago game Thursday night. So he wasn't supposed to play the following week, uh, against Dallas, but he game time decision. He decided to play dude. And he caught seven catches for 60 yards. Now that's not a lot, dude, but he had two TDs and he had the game winning TD. James was at that game. Oh. And wow. where they ran the same play. Rodgers missed him on the first one when he was driving um, in the red zone. And then Devontae said, Give me the same play. And he just fucking made the catch and walked it off, threw the ball in the air. I think he hit James in the head or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and then the 2019 divisional versus the Seahawks. Well, that was actually 2020, but it was 2019 season uh, divisional against the Seahawks. He went for it. Eight receptions, 160 yards, two touchdowns that day. I think I think he averaged 20 yards a catch that game. Um, 
<laughs> which game? I'm sorry, I just thought that for my James game, man. <laughs> anyway, wait, wait, what game is this? Uh, when we play the Seahawks, uh, 2020 oh, divisional. Division. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. yeah, dude, that that game, there was like, Rogers could have went to Devontae all game, dude. It just seems like the Seahawks had no answer for him. I know. Eight catches doesn't seem like a lot because Devontae has many more games with like 70 catches and whatnot. But that, yeah, that game, he was huge. Ended up closing, advanced the NFC Championship. Um, last year, dude, 2021 against the Vikings, uh, we lost that game. But him and uh, Justin Jefferson just had a field day, dude. Uh, they were going at it. <laughs> I was watching on my phone this freaking game because I was at work. But yeah, I remember, going, I remember that game last year. Yeah, it was a Devonte and uh, Jefferson show that game. So that was that was cool. We went for one fifteen, two TDs, and then a low key game. The last one, Devonte versus the Browns in twenty seventeen had ten catches, eighty four yards, two TDs. But he had the walk off TD with Brett Hundley starting. That was that was to keep the Packers' hopes alive. Uh, I think the the Browns run they didn't have a win that season. We were gonna be their first uh, first win, and uh, oh, l- wow. a little slant to Devonte fucking broke out of tackle, went to the end zone, just walked to the locker room, threw the ball, freaking epic. But yeah, man, really gonna miss Devonte, one of my favorite players of all time for the Packers. Uh, definitely gonna be on the Packers Hall of Fame one day. Um, a lot of great memories. It's hard to break down to five, man. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, now, you ready for my Lankin Thompson uh, top five highlights? Yes, yes. Tell me the games. I wish I had some. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so moving on from Devante and his uh, drama queen uh, team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, so any other moves we need to talk about? As far as uh, NFL, I think we're good. We covered everything. I think we pretty much touched on everything. Okay, so before we head into um, MLB, yes, can you give me like just no. I want you to be in the conversation with me. I just give me five minutes to like vent a little bit. Vent? Yeah, probably less. Okay, okay. stage um, is yours, big guy. Yeah, give me give me the mic. <laughs> Anyways, to my team, the 49ers, What are you doing? What are you doing? Like. Like, he, Jimmy's still on the roster. How is Jimmy still on the roster? I need this guy out. Cut. If you don't get a draft pick, don't get a draft pick. I don't care right now. Like the Rams say, fuck them picks. That's what I'm saying right now. Fuck them picks. Just cut Jimmy. Get him off the roster. We need that money. We need to sign, extend guys like Debo, Bosa, add veterans. You know, this team frustrates me. They frustrate me. Like, people that know me, I'm a diehard fan, you know? Like, I'm ready to die with all my teams, you know? That's just the way I grew up, uh, you know, watching sports. And it don't matter if we're, like, 1-15 and or 16-1 and or 17-0. and It doesn't matter what the, what our record is. I'll still... I'll still watch them and I'll still still root for them, but it, I'm just frustrated. I don't understand how they let this get to this point. John Lynch, dude, you need to hold yourself accountable, bro. Like you could have traded him last year, okay? You could have traded him last year for a second round pick. You had offers, you didn't do it. 
And you kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. Jimmy's the starter. Jimmy's the starter. Okay. You draft Lance. You go. You trade three, three, three first round picks for Lance. And then you still got this guy in the fucking roster today. I don't get it. What are you doing? You know, I know a lot of fans, a lot of Niner fans out there. You know, I, I listen to a lot of Niner podcasts and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, well, but we went to the NFC Championship game last year. You know, we, we, no, dude, I don't care. Did we win the fucking Super Bowl? No, we didn't. Okay. I don't care if we went to the NFC Championship. We lost. So if I could go back and rewind, what I would do was trade Jimmy after we draft Trey Lance and start Trey Lance all 17 games. Let the kid grow. Let the hit kid take his lumps. I'm pretty sure we could have won the same amount of games we did with Trey than with Jimmy. Because if you look at Jimmy, he, Kyle Shanahan's uh, playbook, I'm assuming, dude, that thing is like freaking big. When Jimmy is the quarterback, the thing slims down to like 10 pages. I swear. He can't throw outside the numbers. He cannot throw deep. Everything's in the middle or a gadget play or a screen play. Nothing is, 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 is yes, I know he's won and I know he's a winner and I know, you know, he's a good leader in the locker room, all that. I get all that. But the fact that you still haven't traded him and we're like a week into this, the, the new league year, he's still on the damn roster. Letting we're letting guys like Tomlinson go, our guard, one of our the Pro Bowl guards this year. He left. He's with the Jets because we didn't have money to pay him. Because we gotta keep Jimmy on the roster because we think we're gonna get a first round pick for Jimmy. That's all stupid. Okay. Then we let DJ Jones walk. Okay. So now DJ Jones is in Denver. You know I get it. Some of these positions. You know we had to make this move. You know, we got we drafted younger guys before, so we're gonna give them a chance. I I get that. But what put the the what put the the Tampa Bay Bucks over the top a couple years ago was that they went in, they went in all in. They got veterans. You know, uh, they got receivers. They signed guys that other teams didn't want. And you know, they they were good at running back, and then. Somebody like uh, Leonard Fournette was made available, and what they do? They went and go sign him. He ended up being a, a a huge piece to their Super Bowl run. Last year, the Rams, what do they do? They go all in. As much as I dislike this team, but they go all in. They do what it what it takes to try to get a championship. I don't agree with trading all your picks. I'm not telling you to trade every freaking pick. But go go in. Do this for the fans, dude. Like, you know, they, they the for example, the, the Rams, they go out there and they get Odell. They get all these guys. Pretty much help them put them over the top. And Jimmy and his and this roster decision that we have going on here, it's just holding us back, you know? And not only that, like, for the faithful out there, dude, like God, man, like, we sell out every fucking home game. We sell out other teams' freaking home games. And you you guys can't invest a little more into bringing key players to help us win a championship? It seems like we're, we're content with just freaking making the playoffs. 
And that's ridiculous. You, you see our freaking division. Teams like the Rams, they go all in. I know Seattle is probably on the way out. And I know who knows what's going on down there with the Cardinals. But damn, the Bucks, they go all in. And I don't know what we're doing. So, uh, for all my Niners fans out there listening to me, uh, you know, I just had that frustration build up. It's been building up for the past week. I don't know what John Lynch is doing at this point. Just cut that guy. Just cut him. Start working out that Debo extension. Start start getting some veteran guys. There's still a lot of veteran guys you could get there, help out the team. Rather than just sitting on your hands and watch everybody else get better but you. It's ridiculous. It's frustrating. And I know I'm not the other the only Niner fan that feels this way. I know there's a lot of you out there that feel the same way I do. And then there's that other half there's oh Jimmy, but Jimmy wins. I don't care if Jimmy wins. Trey is the future. You move on with Trey. You traded three first-round picks to get Trey. So Trey is the future. You move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. It's done with that guy. It's done. He did not win a championship for us. Okay? No championship. So all I got to say, no championship. We need a championship down here. With the red and gold. All right. You can take the stage now. You don't want to trade a fan favorite. Dude, dude, he's not a fan favorite. Look, look, right at the, look at the package right now. You don't want to trade a fan favorite. What are you talking about, <laughs> dude? Devontae Adams is a, another another animal. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy G can't even stay on the field sometimes. Dude, the guy was hanging on to his last thread. His shoulder was like hanging, dude. Like he... Everything was detached. His finger. The guy could, can't make it through a season. And he's off the freaking roster. Like, it doesn't give Trey any confidence having this guy on the roster. I don't see how it does. No. He should have been moved. At this point, you you didn't get a draft pick? Okay, fine. You didn't get a fucking draft pick. Cut the motherfucker. Cut him. You know? And, and look, I respect Jimmy. Thank you, Jimmy. Shit doesn't sound like it. <laughs> Look, thank you, Jimmy, for the years that you were here. You provided a, a winning culture. You helped us turn this ship around when it was sinking down, down very low. You helped us, you know, get back on our feet. We appreciate you. It wasn't all you, though, but you were part of the process. We appreciate that. But it's time for you to move on, Jimmy. Move on. To go to John Lynch in his office and tell him, you know what, John? Just cut me, bro. Just cut me. Please. Ask for a release. It'll be better for you. Uh, you go sign somewhere else. Be somebody else's backup. But just don't be our backup. You know, unless you're going to stay here for $5 million and be a backup, then okay. But not for 25 25 I want to see you somewhere else. For five, you can stay on our bench. I think he let it all out, guys. Yeah. I think he let it all out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I needed that. Yeah. Now we can move on to baseball, right? Yeah. Is something you need to let out? No, no, no. No, you're good? All out? All out. <laughs> Man, um, as, as 
crazy as NFL has been. I don't think MLB has been as crazy as been. There's, there's been like some shocking moves that you never expected. Um, let's start with the big one, dude. Um, Carlos Correa signs a three-year deal with the Twins. I think the Twins just finessed everybody. Um, I think the move is incredible. Why? Because they signed, signed him to a three-year deal. Carlos has two years opt-out. I mean, dude, you're paying, you're getting a top-end shortstop. Um, I do see the Twins being competitive, but I don't exactly see them being in the playoffs or whatnot. But they can use this as leverage to flip uh, Correa at the tread deadline and get top prospects because the contract's not big. Um, or at least it's not huge. Like, like they were saying, like, dude, if people would have knew that this would be the kind of contract Carlos Correa, I think every team in MLB would be, be going after him. It's a smart move for him because he gets to opt out. If things are not working out, gets a big pay, uh, paycheck next year. It works for the Twins because they can flip on the tread deadline if they're not in contention and say, fuck it, we want to haul draft picks for him or uh, prospects for him. And what they did at the Yankees, dude, was just brutal. If you're the Yankees, dude, like, fuck, man, you just got finesse. Like, you you get Donaldson and what's the other guy's name? I forgot his name. Falefa? Falefa. Yeah. But you, the whole the whole time you were trying to get Carlos Correa or Trevor Story. Instead, you have Donaldson. You're paying the remaining of his contract. You have Falefa, and Carlos Correa is over here with the Twins, dude. Maybe they got maybe they got a uh, Correa so they could trade him to the Yankees in the offseason in July or whatever. But dude, I don't know. It's, I mean, when I saw this move, yeah, it was a big shocker to me. I didn't expect uh, Correa to go there, but. God, like, it just doesn't sit well. It still doesn't sit well. I'm pretty sure if you were going to do this, if I was, I don't know, I don't know what his relationship was in Houston, right? With the owners or the GM, I don't know. But if you were going to do this, you could have went to Houston and be like, look, hey, this is what Minnesota's offering me. Uh, you guys, you guys want to match? Who knows? Maybe he did do that. And Houston said, nah, we don't want to deal with that. Who knows? Maybe that's maybe that's what would happen. But I would prefer to go, to go back to Houston for that contract. You know, you're going to the Twins. They've been poorly run organization for years. Uh, they're going to rely on you to be uh, more than usual. At least down there in Houston, you had Altuve, um, and uh, you had Bregman and Guriel and these guys. Down there, I just feel like, yeah, there's Buxton, you know, if he stays healthy. But I mean, and I know they have a lot of good young players, but their pitching staff is really bad. I don't see, I don't see them competing with Chicago White Sox. Um, so we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a, it's a tough, it, it, it it's a tough move to get used to. That's for sure. Who knows? Hey, Twins could surprise a lot of people. Like we talked about the other day, they could surprise people and, uh, you know, make it close and uh, get the White Sox a little nervous. And then who knows, anything could happen. Kind of like what the Giants did last year to the Dodgers. Hey, we always thought, oh, they'll, they'll fade off, they'll fade off. And they never did. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll they'll do that. But as far as this move, I don't like it for the Twins. And I don't like it for Correa. For, for the Twins, they might 
be more beneficial because they can trade him like you said. But for Correa, I don't like it. Like you're wasting a year of your prime, my boy. I know, dude. But what he's getting paid like, annually, it's the biggest contract in infield for an infielder in history. So, but look what Corey Seager got. Corey Seager got three hundred million, ten years, and Corey Seager is not at the level of Carlos Correa. I know, dude, but I think that that's why the opt-outs are important. Like, he can literally say, they can say he has a bomb ass year. He could be like, fuck it, I'm going to get paid again. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm opting out. I'll see you. I'm going to see the Yankees. But what if he doesn't? He opts into another 30 million? Well, yeah. So that's good for him. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's good for both of them, honestly, dude. I think the twins. You I, need- see, I, I see Correa being up in New York, Houston, Boston. Even Chicago, I thought I was like, all right, maybe the Cubs. I don't know. This is getting, it's getting hard to get. It's gonna be hard to get used to the Twins. But hey, it, it, you know, hopefully it works out for both sides, and and hopefully uh, Correa gets another big contract. And I think it's a good move for baseball. Like you, you want to see these smaller teams get these big players. Like, dude, if like I'm saying, like, damn, you know, I was joking most of the time when saying the Diamond should get Carlos Correa, but fuck, you look at the contract. You're going to tell me we can't pay Carlos Correa 30 mil? What is he paying, 30 or 40? Oh, man. You guys can't even pay the, the stadium that you guys are at. You're taking a pay well, that, That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, damn, we could have paid him no. this contract because it's not a 10-year contract. It's not you an 8-year contract. Pay, you guys can't even pay the ice cream for the churro dogs, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's a three-year contract, dude. It works for both sides. I mean, dude, if... Let's say, let's say, I'm not saying, maybe he doesn't want to fucking cut hair, though, but I'm saying, like, let's say we would assign him, and we do the same thing, flip him for prospects, like, because we're in a rebuild. Like, dude, that's fucking smart. Like, I don't think people realize what the Twins did was fucking smart. No, what the Twins did was smart. I don't know if it's smart for Correa. What if he gets hurt? He has an injury history. That's, it's a short-term contract, but fuck, dude. So he's getting paid? Okay. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Agree we'll to see. disagree. Yeah, yeah, agree to disagree, <laughs> but uh, damn sure, no, for sure, for sure, for sure, Arizona can afford it. Yeah, I, I don't think Arizona can afford his cleat. Okay, relax. Talking too much on the pod. <laughs> but the other big move, man, another surprising move was uh, Chris Bryant to the Colorado Rockies. This is this is what I don't get, dude. This is what I don't get. And a lot of people have said this. Um, if you're the Rockies, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you trade Nolan. Obviously, Nolan, I think Nolan wanted out. But you're paying $50 million to the Cardinals to get him out of there. A fan favorite, legend, Colorado legend. And then you decide not to trade Trevor Story at the deadline, even though you knew you were not going to resign him. And you knew he probably wasn't going to come back. So why didn't you trade him last offseason? Maybe you weren't going to get top-end prospects because he was going to be a free agent. But you get some prospects. But then you signed uh, Chris Bryant to this mega deal, seven year, one hundred and eighty two million. It's just stupid. It, it is. It just goes to show you how bad of a of an organization the Rockies are. Like, to me, letting Nolan walk was a huge mistake. Huge mistake. Hey Nolan, you already signed that contract, boy. You staying here? You ain't going nowhere. We'll build around you. They trade him. You know, we talked about this last year in the pod. They paid fifty million, you know, to get him out of town. It's ridiculous. And then, and then, yeah, the story one. That that one, I don't understand, dude. Like, story was never in your future plans. So why didn't you just trade him at the deadline? 
get something for him. Future prospects, you know. You know, like you said, they may not be that good, but I don't know. Dude, I think the Rockies are just a mess. But their lineup is deep. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Their lineup is deep. I, I, they, I, they extended Ryan McMahon today, so that's huge for them. That was their, yeah. probably their best player last year. Yeah. I mean, I remember last year playing the Rockies, I mean, without Nolan. You know, Blackman and these boys. Bro, they put up they put they put up runs. And especially in Colorado, but even even when they would come on Dodger Stadium or or you know, play teams uh play teams on the road, I mean, man, they, these guys these lineup would put up runs. No, it's a dangerous lineup. They got some good players. And they I gotta think fix their pitching, man. And I think this is good for Chris Bryant because like you were saying, he he has an MVP. He has a World Series. I mean, you go to Colorado, you're going to pat your um your stats uh, offensively, and then you're probably going to be in the Hall of Fame conversation if you know because you got that course effect. Yeah, so it makes sense for Chris Bryant, dude. Like it's a hitter's park. You Not- every hitter wants to go there, obviously. But for the Rockies, it just doesn't make sense because of what they've done. Um, yeah, like if they would have traded Story last year and whatnot, because we want these smaller teams to get these big players. We yeah. do want that, yeah. you know. But from what. What they did, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, but like, like for example, I think in his contract, in the Chris Bryant contract, he has a no trade clause. So, if Colorado tries to bust this bullshit, where they're like, oh, you know, we're out of the contention, we're gonna trade you like we did to Nolan. Uh, Chris Bryant has a say in where he wants to go. They can't just ship him off anywhere, you know. Yeah, you can't just ship him off to uh, the Orioles and shit. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think I think the Rockies, the Rockies, you know, you look at that lineup, it, it's deep. Yes, it's deep. And now with the DH, it's going to be even deeper. Uh, I I don't have an issue with uh, you know them scoring runs or or stuff like that. I got an issue with their pitching. Who knows if their bullpen could hold up? Who knows if their starting rotation is going to hold up? That's that's my issue with the Rockies, and just the way they've handled these some of these contract situations. Hopefully they learn from that. Hopefully they they make better decisions going forward. But like I mean, you think about it now. M- imagine trading like Nolan for like top end starters, you know, like Frankie Montas or like guys like that, or or like maybe well, let's just say the A's weren't gonna pick up a guy like that. But I mean, get get some some high end prospects. Yeah, dude. Like especially it, they didn't even get like really top end prospects no, in that didn't. trade. So. I, it's just head scratching what Colorado's doing down there, but hey, it's a nice park, huh? <laughs> it's a really nice park, and then another well, no one we didn't mention is also John Gray. They just let him walk. They could have traded him to a contender last uh, uh, deadline and said, "Hey, give us what we got for John Gray," because John Gray is a pretty respectable pitcher, honestly. And it's you know, a it's decent, it, decent number three guy for and, anybody. And it's so hard to pitch in Coors Field, so we don't really get to see what John He's Gray really could about. be. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. you know, but he's shown flashes where he could be really good. Um, dude, just crazy, crazy going on. And then you have Freddie Freeman and Dodgers. What was your first reaction to that? Did you kind of see it coming already because of the Matt Olson trade? Did you think it was just between the Dodgers and maybe Boston because the Yankees had kind of pulled out at that point? Uh, I kind of felt like Yankees pulled out. Um, but it just felt like it was between, I think it was between Dodgers and, uh, they said Rays. I think the Rays were the, one of the last teams that um, that made a competitive offer to keep him there. But at the end of the day, he wanted to come 
to LA because you know he's from LA. His family's here. His dad, his grandpa, and uh, it was big for for them for him to for his uh, grandparent, his I mean his grandfather and his uh, dad to watch him play again. You know, um, in the off season he lived here. You know he would come down here to, to you know he, I guess he has a house down here so he lived out here in the off season the past five years or so. So, um, I guess it just made sense for him to come down to L.A. At first, I was just kind of like, man, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. It was a couple days after the Olsen trade. It was like, is he really going to come? New York kind of scared me, and Boston kind of scared me because I just felt like they're two big markets. Um, You know, if he would have went to Boston, I mean, dude, hitting in that ballpark, he'd probably be popping off like 40 home runs, you know? Uh, so that would have been huge if he would have went to Boston, New York. You know, they got that, sh- that short porch, you know. <laughs> Could have been bombing out some home runs down there. So uh, once New York got out of it, it kind of felt like, all right, it's probably be between L.A. and Boston. Um, apparently it was a raise, but it, I was thrilled because I feel like Freddie Freeman, he adds, uh, he adds a, a more steady bat to this lineup because I feel like, Corey Seager, yes. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Corey Seager. And I think he's he's a good hitter and everything. But sometimes Corey Seager would frustrate me. You know, first pitch, always swinging, never work counts. Uh, things like that frustrated me, especially in the playoffs. You know, sometimes he'd swing at some bad balls. Like, it was just like, whoa, whoa, bro, like, where are you going? Slow down. You know, or like, we got a rally going. And it's just like, you know, you know, pitchers all over the place. And he's went swinging at the first pitch. Anyways. Um, you know, I like Corey Seager, but with Freeman, you add consistency into that lineup. You know, he, he bats for 300 almost every year. He hits 25 plus homers almost every year. You know, he was an MVP candidate about two years ago, or he was the MVP 2020. So, I mean, the guy could do it all. And then he plays a, a solid first base. And then when Muncy's injury, you know, was going to happen. It kind of made sense to have him. And now with the DH here in the NL, it made a lot of sense for the Dodgers to go out there and get him. And then not only that, but he just seems like a humble dude, bro. Somebody you want in the locker room, a veteran that you need in the locker room. That's what I felt like the Braves lost with him leaving. I felt like they, they lost that veteran presence. But, you know, I'm glad he's a Dodger. Uh, and I'm excited for the season to start. Yeah, it's obviously a huge move for the Dodge, man. Just looking at the lineup, they had – Pulled out when that happened, dude. It's gonna be one of the craziest lineups in the league, and um, I could say probably, if not the best, probably second best in the whole league. That's how dangerous that is. Who would be first? Come on, you know where I'm going to this. Correct. No. Houston. Lineup? Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, well, yeah, no, yeah, no. The Toronto Blue Jays have a deep lineup. Going to moving on to the Blue Jays. I mean, they traded for Matt Chapman. Yeah, freaking incredible, dude. What that lineup can be, I think. I think. I think the Dodgers and and the the Blue Jays have the top lineups. I'm looking at the Blue Jays lineup right now, dude. It's insane. Oh yeah. You know, what do you think that trade does for the Blue Jays? I mean, they have a pretty solid rotation. Uh, it definitely it definitely puts them up there in the in the AL East for sure. I mean, now with the extended playoffs, I mean you got three teams, possibly four, coming out of that division. Like it's crazy. It's the AFC West. It's the AFC West, yeah, definitely. But 
you know, extended playoffs. Ah, man. You know, I just feel like it's going to be a tough division for sure. I think the Blue Jays have to come out on top. They got to come out early. Because I feel like last year they came out slow. Yeah. Came out slow, kind of got them behind. And that's what put them in the hole that they were in, and they never kind of recovered to get in the playoffs. Uh, as far as Boston, man, Boston, dude, like, what do you think about Trevor Story to Boston? I think that's that's a sneaky move. Yeah, dude, that's huge. I think you take him away from the Yankees. That that's also a plus too, because the Yankees were on him. Dude, it's, Story, it's a monster. Story's a badass player. Dude. Devers, Bogarts. I mean, that lineup is deep, bro. Deep. If you're asking me right now, like who I think, I think it's between Blue Jays and uh, Boston fighting for the for the title. Yeah, I think so too. And I think now, if you ask me this, if I had to choose three teams to make it from that division, I'd choose Boston, Blue Jays, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yankees would miss the playoffs. Yeah, I feel like the Yankees they didn't do anything to wow me. They didn't, they didn't up, they have, I mean, who knows what they'll do later or, you know, deadline or whatever. But right now, man, what they've done, it, it seems like something that the Orioles would do. Like, it, it doesn't seem like this is the Yankees. I don't know what's up with the Yankees, bro. The last couple of years, they've been very, like, not want, they don't want to spend. Like, it seems like they do, but they spend it on the wrong players or on the older players. It just doesn't make sense, but uh, yeah. If you're asking me right now, Boston, I think Boston has a deep lineup. I think the Blue Jays have a deep lineup, and then you got the Rays, who can never count them out, man. That team is always making sneaky moves that you're. They have you wow, wowed at the end of the year. It's just like, whoa, where did this guy come from? Yeah, man. But it's gonna be crazy, dude. But, but yeah, like you said, the Yankees is just something's something's up there, dude. They, I don't feel I don't feel like they're fixing the problem. Like they needed a shortstop. They swung and didn't get Carlos Correa. They didn't get Trevor Story, the top two shortstops. And then you pick up this Donaldson contract, dude. I I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the real Yankee move that you were looking for this they're offseason. Sa- they're saying that um that they didn't pick up a shortstop because two of their top prospects are shortstops. Yeah, yeah dude, but, but, but to me, it's just know. like, but for example, Story. Like, if you sign Story, you play him at shortstop, you could, or you could play him at second base. You could give uh, DJ LeMahieu a couple days off, DH, whatever. There's a lot of things you could do. Don't be so limited. I feel like the Yankees, Yankees are becoming that cheap uh, uncle, <laughs> you know? Dude, but okay, look, when you have a star player like this, a Story or Carlos Correa, and let's say let's say you need a pitcher, they wish they need pitchers still. Yeah. Why don't you flip one of your prospects for exactly. for a, a top end pitcher? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they they've been in talks with Manea and uh, Montas and whatnot. Who knows if they able to pull the trigger? But I mean, that's why. Why do you need two? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. I don't know. You you sign a guy like Story, you flip one of those shortstops, you get, you know, <clears throat> Frankie Montas or or you, you said Manea, <clears throat> you fix. Some of the issues that you have, and, and you're back in contention. Donaldson, I don't think it's so bad. Uh, and I don't think it would have been that bad if you added somebody else with him. So if you would have added Donaldson to go with Story or Donaldson and Correa, hey, yeah, this looks a lot better right now. But the, And then this Falefa kid, I mean, they say he's good, you know, he's a good player, you know, and everything, but that's another shortstop. So now you got three. 
So you pretty much added the wrong shortstop, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the Yankees swung so far. But uh, Trevor Story signed a six-year, 140 mil with uh, the Red Sox. Another big move. Uh, Nick Castellano signs with the Phillies. It doesn't seem like the Phillies are going to be able to uh, – well, they want to keep up with the East. And the way they're going to do it, hitting and getting runs, that's what the Phillies' ways are doing it. He signs a five-year, 100 mil. I think it's a big move for the Phillies. Um, I think the rotation needs some work. Nola's badass. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I really don't know what to think about the Phillies besides that this lineup is going to score a lot of runs and probably give up a lot of errors. <laughs> um, but I'm excited. This this is another t- tough um, – this is going to be another tough division, I think, for, for baseball. I think the NL East is the way it's setting up to be. is going to be a, a hell of a ride, and I'm excited to see it. As, as far as right now, project the lineup, Segura leading off, Schorber. Well, I forgot they added Schorber. That's going to be huge. Harper, Ramuto, Castellanos, Hoskins, Gregorius, Bohm, Herrera. I mean, it's going to be a d- sick lineup. And then as far as... um. Oh, the Phillies? Yeah, as far as the rotation, you got Zach Wheeler, Nola on the top, Gibson and Suarez, and Kraus. I never really heard of him, but it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think all all the, all the divisions for some reason there's they seems like there's three, except the AL Central, but uh, but it seems like they all have like about three contenders, you know. But the Phillies, man, dude. It's stacked up. Yeah. Bad. As far as lineup, dude, is one of the best in baseball, too, man. But they're going to give up a lot of errors because <laughs> they're not really good fielders, honestly. But uh, as far as runs and... Well, uh, who, is, who isn't a good fielder? Schober, for sure, but he'll be a DH, right? Yeah. Castellanos is not known to be a good fielder. Uh-huh. Um, Harper's all right. I mean, Segura. Too many errors, dude. Gordon is not what he was at shortstop. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be yeah, MLB. Uh, it's a big crazy. move, though. It's a big move. Another move I want to talk about that was uh, huge, I think. Uh, well, huge for the Braves, I guess. It's huge, dude. I love it. Kenny Jansen to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, what do you think about it? I think, you know, if Jansen was, like, the only guy they had, <laughs> probably not the best move, but, you know, no disrespect to Jansen, but he's kind of not the Jansen he was back in his prime. Agree. But, dude, the way the bullpen is stacked up, the way that bullpen is already deep enough, I think it's it's huge for um, for the Braves. I think he adds that. He'll probably close out. Um, but you add him to that, to that bullpen, I just think you could do no wrong. I think they're just adding to their strength, and it's a good move for the Braves. Yeah. One I of the top that. bullpens in the league. Yeah, uh, I think the Kenley Jansen had ran his course here in L.A. I think um, it kind of feels like the Devontae Green Bay thing. It kind of ran its course. Uh, it was kind of a love-hate with uh, Kenley already, you know. You know, it's kind of like there's a lot of games that uh, he blew and a lot of games that he saved for us also. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, my God, like, oh, yeah, he's, he was bad. No. Nah, Kenley came up clutch uh, for some, you know, a lot of big games last year. Especially last year, he was he he cleaned it up after All Star game. He had that one stretch against the Giants where it was really bad, but then after that, he cleaned it up and uh, he was back to his old self again. 
But if you're the Dodgers, I don't know if you could bank on that for him to repeat that again. You know, um, he's had issues with his control last couple of years. Maybe going to the Atlanta Braves, a team that's deep in their bullpen, a team that doesn't really need him to close. Uh, might be like a sense of, uh, you know, it might be like fresh energy, a fresh new start for him. So it might help him out. They might not, you know, bring that pressure on him to be like, hey, you got to get the closer. Go shut it down. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does with the Braves. You know, uh, well, I do you know, thank Canley for everything he, he provided for the Dodgers. But I also think, like I said earlier, it was time for him to go. So we'll see what happens with uh, with his career down with the Atlanta Braves down there. But. Yeah, it's been it's been wild. We put a uh, Jansen with Will Smith, Tyler Mastic, Agent Mentor. Poof. <laughs> it's gonna be a sick bullpen out there in Atlanta, honestly. Oh, relax, relax. But relax. uh, whew, I'm getting the chills just thinking about their bullpen and lineup. I think the mic is too close to your <laughs> mouth, dude. <laughs> uh, one of the last moves, honestly, um, that also happened was the Padres. They acquired Luke Voigt from the Yankees. Uh, they're in need of a big bat. If Luke Voigt can stay healthy, I think it's a good move for the Padres, especially to hold it down. Meanwhile, Tatis is out. That was the Yankees' uh, power bat, huh? Like one of their top power bats. Right? Yeah, and apparently uh, the they Padres did a sneaky move. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, I, apparently the Padres gave a pretty good uh, prospect to the Yankees. I'm not too familiar, but a good pitching prospect, young guy, 20, 20 mm-hmm. years old. So, mm-hmm. um, works out for both sides, I guess, because Yankees had no roof for him already. Uh, they had with Rizzo there. Um, but, yeah, it's good. it's going to be great, man. And then um, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy week. It's hard to keep up with all these. Uh, so much things. <laughs> all I mean, these uh, storylines. Uh, let's just run through some of the ones that we had here. Um, well, I think we pretty much wrapped up everything from ML, MLB. Yeah. So. Grinky goes, uh, Grinky, Grinky goes, goes to the Royals where he started his career, right? Yeah. Goes to the Royals, signs a one-year deal, 13 mil. Uh, a move that happened last week that we didn't talk about is uh, Carlos Rendon goes to the Giants, yeah. which is a sneaky move, too. Giants had some pitching to replace, uh, what's his name? Gosman. Gosman. Uh, that was a good move. So, yeah, uh, as far as baseball, that's that's pretty much it for now. I mean, I'm pretty sure there will be more happening in the upcoming um, upcoming days. Yeah. Uh, Spring training games are under the underway as far as uh, I think we're having what 15 games this year. Spring training games, yeah, 15. Probably. They're like, th- there's like the fourth game in already, so season's two weeks yeah, away. Season's about two weeks away. It's gonna be interesting to see how some of these teams handle it as far as pitching because usually pitchers need like about a month or so to get, get the arms going. Uh, so we'll see how organizations handle it. They said that there might be, um, there might be a lot of like bullpen games to start the season because they don't want to tax some of these starters to have them go deep in the games, which makes sense, you know. And uh, damn, let's just talk about this real quick because I feel like we cannot pass on this. Like King James passes Carmelone second all time in the scoring list in the NBA. King James, how do you feel? That's amazing. I think people don't realize how great of an accomplishment this is. I mean. LeBron's doing been doing this for 19 years, dude. It's crazy. I mean, dude, you talk about you know he's pretty much been relatively healthy his career, whole career. Yeah, it, it's amazing what he keeps doing, man. And saw that dunk today. Yeah, 
K Love. Oh my god. Yeah. Lakers get the dub today. Went by eleven against a pretty good Cleveland team. They got Philly on Wednesday. Luca waves bye to the um Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> heard about that. Yeah, Luca's a beast, man. He's one of my favorite players. And then uh, Zion's out. He's out for the season. So oh, not a surprise. Did he, like, eat all the Twinkies that were in New Orleans or something? God, dude, that's been a bust. Dude, that is bad. Like, And apparently he don't want to be there. That's what they're saying, that he don't even want to be there. So New Orleans, they're in a tough spot, man. I mean, hey, I mean, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Do you get rid of AD, obviously. And yeah, then, but, I mean, you got players for him. But then no, you no, I, I know, I know. But you get rid of like a star player with AD, and then you <laughs> land on Zion, which is the next big thing, and he doesn't want to be there, and he's and he's hurt. It's just, I don't know, dude. Yeah. It, you feel bad for these small teams, man. Yeah. In the NBA, yeah, because it feels like they don't, they can't keep a star if they're life dependent on it. It doesn't matter how great they do, they they won't keep a star. Um, but yeah, going back to King King James, bro. Like I think that. You know, a lot of people be like, oh, well, you know, all he does is pass. And he passes, and that's all he does. But you know what? To be second all-time in scoring, I mean, it doesn't mean you're just passing, bro. Like, you're doing more than just passing. So that's a huge accomplishment. I think he's going to catch Kareem. next Early next year. Early next year, probably, mid-next year. Hopefully, he continues to stay healthy, and uh, he's going to be up there. I mean... I know people don't like to debate it, but he's going to be up there in the uh, greatest players of all time. Um, I, you know, they're still like, they're still, everybody has, everybody's entitled to their opinion on who they think is great and, and who do they think is better than who, but what he's done in his career, you can't take it away from him. Yeah, man. Everybody's just, I think people get too caught up in thinking like, oh, I'm always right. Whatever I say, go. Like, if you think fucking Bibby's the best player, NBA player of all time, I'm not going to fight you for it. Who? Bibby. <laughs> it all depends, man. It, I think everybody's entitled to, to their opinion. It don't really matter. People just want topics and arguments to fight about, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, I totally get it. And it's just those people that just don't. They just, they just want to argue to argue. And it's just like, all right, cool, like. If James thinks the Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl this year, let the guy be, dude. You know? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, no, I, I'm okay with that. You know, I guess. You know, I just sometimes, you know, as a friend, you want to try to, like, you know, help him out <laughs> and let him know, like, hey, dude, before you get hurt, let me let you know that it ain't going to work that way. That's what I do as a friend. I don't know how, I don't know how you are as a friend, but. No, I mean, I'm. <clears throat> I'm, but don't you want to look out for him and tell him, hey, you know, you're not going to win shit. So let me let me just let you know right now you're not going to win it. I like to listen. I like to listen to <laughs> the theories of everybody. If big guy thinks Matt Ryan's going to be better than Carson Wentz, go ahead. Think that. <laughs> hey. You know? That's what this that's what this show's about, debates, man. We got debates and <laughs> arguments and and um and and yeah, topics to just talk about. It's just the sports world is so crazy. You know, sometimes I I, I feel like the sports world is it's like a fantasy. Like, it's just like these things just pop out of nowhere. And it's like, you would think like, damn, is this real? I heard something crazy today. Uh, let's hear it. I heard that. Thinking about crazy things. I heard that Kenan Allen to the Packers. I'm like, where does that come from? But, but see, if it were to happen, 
I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. No, no, I wouldn't. But but, but why? Yeah, I can't no, see it happening. I can't. I don't see how it makes sense for the Chargers. Exactly. You know, you got Mike Williams on there who plays like two games a season. I don't see it where I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see how it makes sense for the Chargers. But yeah, there's just rumors that like, oh my god, like so many things that you're just you. And and then when you get these alerts on your phone, you're like, wait, what? Like what? What just happened? Like Adams getting traded. You know, Russell Wilson getting traded. Um, you know, Freddie Freeman going to the Dodgers. Correa signing with the Twins. Like, things like that. I, I look at my phone and I see my, everything's vibrating. Like, what the hell's going on? The internet just breaks on some of these sports. And it's like fantasy, if you think about it. It's like fantasy, man. We live in a, we're just, we're just, we're just like little people in the little, in the big world, you know? Yeah, but I love it. I love it. I love how baseball, enough of it. I love how baseball and NFL makes free agency together this year. It's been incredible. God. Yeah, dude, we're, yeah. Well, anyways, it's, uh, it's time to go this week, for this week. We're running on an hour and a half, but, uh. Fuck it, I'm down to go another 25. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want to go? We can time. we can uh, wait to see if any breaking news happens, you know. And we'll just sit here on the pod, just just wait live. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> nah, man, but nah. it's been cool. It's been cool. Nah, this has been good. Uh, like you said, there was a lot of things to talk about. We're glad we're uh, able to get on here and uh, and get you guys updated on what's going on in the sports world and uh, and uh, give you the hard, honest truth about your teams and. Uh, whether you like to hear the honest truth or not, nobody gives a damn. No, nobody does. Nobody does. All right, everybody. <laughs> so everybody stay safe out there. Uh, please subscribe. Uh, give us that like button. Follow us on social media, the Obros. Um, and, yeah, please uh, show some support. Thank you. <laughs>